Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. In fact, that's a bunch of malarkey. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. You've just tuned in to the greatest podcast nobody's ever heard of. DNR Radio. I'm going to have to consider changing that intro a little bit because more and more people are starting to hear from us. Welcome back to another episode of DNR Radio. I'm Ross. That's Darkside. What's up, brother? Well, there's a lot going on. So this is going to be uh, the uh, pre-inauguration show. Pre-inauguration ball. You've got to be all kinds of tizzy, right? This is this is our version of the deplorable. Yeah, the, the deplorable. I like that. Well, they're having one tonight. It's called the deplorable. Is that what it is? Yeah. I got to be honest with you, dude. I, I've been... I'm stoked. Don't get me wrong. I haven't been this excited about something happening in, in a long time. But, uh, you know, the last handful of days I've been relatively unplugged. Still do my trolling. Still screw around. But, uh, yeah, I've been relatively unplugged with the actual, you know, hard news and stuff. So, so there's, been, there's been a lot going on. So I don't know yeah. if you heard um, that Project Veritas went undercover and found a, a bunch of snowflakes that were actually looking to disrupt the deplorable. They were going to uh, release some was a butric acid or something like that. It was going to be like a stink bomb. Really? And uh, try to force everybody out, you know, cause a, a lot of problems. Not shocked. So there's, there's shocked. a bunch of, you know, the FBI is getting involved in, in a Good. bunch of these uh, uh, leftist liberal uh, disruptors. Radical um, leftists. Yeah. So it's like Disrupt yeah. J20 is one of the groups that are on Facebook, and now they're being tracked by the FBI. So well, they there's just a lot a, going on. They just say. had a guy down in Florida I saw on the news today. Uh, he ended up getting arrested because he actually the dumbass posted a video of himself on Facebook talking about uh, his plans to go up to the inauguration and assassinate Trump. Yeah, and he was and flashing he this piece it. around. Yeah. It's like, are you that stupid? Well, no, no more smarter than the guy that set himself on fire in front of the Trump Tower. <laughs> I saw that, too. <laughs> what is wrong? Like, what, what is, is that going to prove? Is Trump going to look at the guy burning and go, hey, there's a couple of choices here. Either get marshmallows or I'm just going to have to resign the presidency right. because yeah. uh, uh, I it's see that impactful. Doing. I uh, see what you're doing. Uh, okay, I'll give it to Hillary. Go so ahead. this guy's got 10, uh, 10% of his body covered in third-degree burns. The rest of it's second-degree burns. Yeah, Good. And he, and he was still chatting with the reporters. I did this to pro- you didn't yeah. protest anything. Yeah, you just made an ass out of yourself. All you did was give me fodder for my s'mores. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I mean, you know, I I get it. Yeah, people are still butthurt over it, and that's fine. Be upset, okay? Sure. That your right to voice that opinion. Mm-hmm. Please, I want to hear it. But to to go to the depths that some of these uh, people are, are doing, and we're going to touch on that. Uh, a couple of points here in the show. Somebody somebody posted something on Facebook. Uh, they're starting a page. I think it's called Jump for Trump. Where and I'm pretty sure it's from more conservative people just poking fun at these snowflakes. But they're saying, oh, jump for Trump. This is a great way to protest. Find the tallest building you could find and jump off of it and scream, Trump's not my president on the way down. I thought you were like going along with hot Republican chicks on trampolines or something. Uh, no, that'd be a jump for Trump all <laughs> yeah, day long. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it, you could see my notes for today's show. I got like an, an, an inch thick 
full of notes here. Yeah, you do. This, this, there's a lot going on here. Uh, right? Yeah. There's a, there's a ton of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Like, he's swearing in tomorrow, right? But it's all not hunky-dory even with the Republican Party. No. There's, no, there's, there's a, lot a lot of issues of... going on within his within his own party. Yeah, and they're they're not you know 100 percent bought him now. They have their own agenda, right? So we we heard uh, some people saying that uh, Speaker Ryan wants to eliminate the abortion rule in the revised Obamacare. Uh, a couple of provisions there that. Uh, repeal some of the pre-existing condition clauses and that's something that everything trump said he's going to leave alone right so uh, right off the bat that you're going to have a uh, an issue where if they pass something that he doesn't like he's going to veto it and Mm -hmm. and they don't have two-thirds majority to be able to override his veto so already you're looking at a potential stalemate in one of the biggest policy changes that he's looking to make within his first hundred days yeah but it won't be uh, you know and that's going to be the thing is it's not going to be technically his fault but everybody's going to jump on saying see i told you he couldn't do it and whatnot and uh, it is it's going to be a mess that uh the simple tax plan uh that that trump wants to do he he considers that that's easy to fix Mm -hmm. uh uh, wants to do uh almost like a, a flat Tax across the board, mm. uh, but of course, there's a bunch of Republicans that want some of their higher echelon friends to be exempt from certain taxes. Yeah, and, of course, look out for your buddies. Speaking right. of taxes, I, I read something. Uh, I, I had no idea, but part of the Affordable Care Act, if you sell your house as a homeowner, if you sell your house, it's like uh, 2.8 to a 3.2 uh, percent tax that they take out of your your ho- home sale. To go into the Affordable Care Act. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. I mean, there's so many different layers. It's like an onion. There's so many different layers that you didn't. I didn't know about. And I a read an onion at that. Yeah, and I read about that, and I'm like, well, wait a second. So uh, everybody's coverage is just decimated. It's just, it, it's already such a mess. And now if I want to sell my house, part of my earnings, basically, part of what I take away from that, I have to pay a, a Affordable Care Act tax? You have I'm, to pay for everybody who can't afford to be on, or for the subsidies. I had no idea about that. How yeah. is that even possible? How did that get pushed through? Well, because they passed it so they can read what was in it. Yeah, but what- Remember, what's... that was Pelosi's big line? Yeah. They have to pass it so they can see what's in it. Yeah. See, that's just asinine. I don't understand how me selling my house, how that has anything to do with health care. It doesn't. I'm selling my house. I'm buying a new house. I'm moving. If that's if that, I'm not, but I mean, if that's the case, why are they taking? Why are they taxing my house sale for the ACA? I don't get that. Because it's income. That's why it's earned income. Ugh, I don't. I don't get it. I, it's. I under. Well, I mean, you, I understand. When you sell that, a house gonna... for more than what you paid for it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a profit on your investment. Okay. So that's earned income. All earned income is taxed. Yeah, but this is going directly to the ACA. Right. So this is how they get it because it's a, a it's almost like a dividend. Yeah, but that just it doesn't make sense. I, I I'm I make sense can, if you're a Democrat. Yeah, well, I guess. Yeah, get it where you can. I just you know it's th- it's things like that. Just as an average American Joe, just irks the hell out of me. I don't understand how they can do that. But well, that's that's I don't know if those are the things that uh, Trump will be trying to remove, uh, because no matter what you do. No matter what plan you put out there, there's got to be some level of government payment, mm-hmm. right? Now, if the government's got to pay for anything, it's got to come from somewhere, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, Ryan, Paul Ryan, uh, was looking at 
uh, uh, federally funded high-risk insurance pools that would enroll individuals who couldn't get insurance elsewhere because of pre-existing uh, medical conditions or other factors. So that's a high-risk pool that the federal government is going to subsidize. So you have a pre-existing condition, you have uh, uh, an illness that requires some long-term care, and you've had it for years. You have to switch insurance companies. Most insurance companies will tell you to go scratch. Yeah, they're not going to give you anything. Yeah, it's like trying for life insurance. Or, or if they do, they're going to charge you a. Re- ridiculous amount of money oh yeah so he's he's uh, uh trying to come up with a way to have that federally funded mm. uh none of them would come close to approaching the universal coverage that uh, a lot of the bernies want or uh, even obama's uninsured mark over the past few years right um and as if that weren't enough, Trump wants to use the buying power of the federal medicare prescription program for the elderly and drive down the cost of pharmaceuticals for everybody hmm which really isn't a horrible plan. No, some some of these medications that are out there on the market are ridiculously overpriced. But that's been on the table before, both before Obamacare and since. Yeah, and nobody's been able to make any headway on it. Mm-hmm. So here's here's some of the numbers. Uh, what people are are on Facebook screaming about, right? Because everybody's like, "Oh, he's going to repeal it." He's going to repeal Obamacare, and 18 million people are going to lose their insurance, right? Yeah. So the Congressional Budget Office uh, released uh, a straight-up repeal of Obamacare without any kind of replacement will result in a doubling of premiums in the individual insurance market by 2026, uh, at which point 32 million Americans uh, would have lost their coverage. Uh, I don't think how—I don't understand how they got those numbers. Right. Because that's— those those are big numbers. Those are huge numbers, right? Now now premiums go up every year, but uh-huh. to double in ten years, mm-hmm. and and thirty two million people without insurance. Well, how many people are without insurance now because they choose the penalty? They don't yeah. even want to buy the insurance. There's a yeah. lot of the young kids. They don't want to buy the insurance, so they'll pay the twenty six hundred dollars a year or two percent. So it's two percent of your gross income. Mm-hmm. So you know these kids are making uh, uh, twenty something thousand dollars a year. You know. Uh, working at, at McDonald's, they'll pay the two percent, yeah, and and, and not roll have the, dice. the coverage, right? Yeah. And you know, if I get hurt, I get hurt. Oh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, roll rolling the dice. So there's, uh, so there's a lot of contention on the Republican side uh, in comparison to what Trump wants to do. Now, are they going to be able to work together? They're going to have to at some point. There's a lot of shared values between them. Mm-hmm. But then you also have to worry about the minority, uh, the, the Democrats, and who can you get to buy into this program? Who can you get to drink the Kool Aid here? Yeah, I don't think you're going to get too many of them. There's, there's not there, there, if any at all. Yeah, and and we'll we'll talk about. There's a whole there's a list. There's 60 Democrats from Congress now not bothering to go to the inauguration. Oh, it's up from from yesterday's 50. Yeah, there's oh. there's 60, and we're going to talk about uh, good for them. One of the one of the ones that uh, Trump had a big issue with mm-hmm. the beginning of the week, and yeah. uh, there's some there's some interesting stuff about uh, that particular uh, congressman. Yeah, but uh, as as the Republicans are partying and getting down with their new appointed leader <laughs> uh, at the Deplorable, uh, I was yeah. watching just before we went on air uh, some of uh, Three Doors Down. Playing yeah. on the Lincoln Memorial. See, I thought they were playing tomorrow. I'm That's actually kind of bummed pretty I cool, missed it. You know, yeah, uh, I was out being the limo driver for my son, so I didn't get to see it. Yeah, so they were up there playing on the Lincoln Memorial, and they're behind the bulletproof glass. That's cool. Is Donald Melania? Yeah. But it did That's look sad that they have to do that. Well, but... they've been doing that for years. I mean, you I know, know but 
you, you got to protect them. Right? Yeah, it's sad, but yeah, that that's what it's come down to. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's been years, so it's not anything new. But there did seem to be a a hell of a lot of people. Oh yeah, all the polls out there were saying, oh, there's not that many people that are going to be showing up. I, I beg to differ. I think this is going to be a, a massive event. I saw going a on. lot of people. Yeah. You yeah. got the bikers going down there. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah there's some bikers coming up. There was yeah. a whole row of them coming up from Florida, which is nice. Yeah. You know, bikers for Trump, good for them. So there's there's a bunch up there, and yeah. then you're going to have the uh, Women's March uh, on Saturday <sighs> with their pink pussy caps, yeah. you know, with the little ears on them. I, I think it looks so cute. God, all these marchers. I, I heard uh Well, they're, I heard they're on marching the news. against the misogynistic Trump. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, that's typical. Listen, I heard they were going to be keeping the protesters like two or three blocks away from try, everything right? yeah but then That's but great. then you have the aclu demanding that dc cops have their body cameras turned off hmm. didn't they sue to make sure that they had them yeah now they want them turned off well they don't want proof of misdeeds from the protesters but the dc police chief gave in did he he ordered his people to have their cameras off is they, he insane? They have cameras up in up on the poles. Yeah, that's and, not going to monitor said. personal interaction so on I the street levels. I guarantee you, how oh, many God. how many officers are going to have them on to protect themselves? Yeah, I, I would go against that. Listen, you know, go ahead and write me up. Yeah, listen, because I'm there, not going to jail. There's certain policies and procedures that that are just flat out wrong, and and you have to kind of buck the system and go against it. If I was a DC officer, no, I don't think so. I'm keeping it on for my protection. Yep. I don't give two rats asses about the person I'm talking to. It's my protection. Those those cameras, yeah, they do have cameras on rooftops and on on uh, street poles and all that other got stuff. Snipers everywhere. That but... doesn't that doesn't do anything for personal interaction. Not on the it's, front line. No, and there's no audio recording on any of those cameras. Nope. So they have to be able to protect themselves. I agree. That's ridiculous. Any officer out there, DC officers, keep them on. To heck with that. Protect yourselves. Today's day and age, you guys are already risking enough, and now you want to – oh, you had to tell me that, dude. <laughs> I am so flustered right now. That's unbelievable. <clears throat> that's ridiculous. <clears throat> oh, pardon me. Yeah. Right? It is. Choking? It is. Yeah, I'm, I'm choking on <laughs> on the despair. Yeah. Uh, I just – I found it funny that it was the ACLU that was the hmm. pushing that, right? Ridiculous. So uh, – as Trump goes in to uh, take his oath, which, by the way, he's going to be doing on uh, Lincoln's uh, Bible. Oh, is he? Yeah, oh, that's he's, nice. He's using Lincoln's Bible. Oh, that's cool. Uh, which, by the way, did you know that there were a whole bunch of Democrats that refused to go to Lincoln's inauguration? Mm, I heard. I so, heard this is actually the most Democrat, the most democratically, uh, the Democrats that are, are protesting the most since Lincoln. Yeah. Since Lincoln's inauguration. So apparently they get into not going into, uh, yeah, you know, because we'll miss them. Well, you know why is because they didn't want Lincoln to, to you know, free all their free slaves. The, slaves right. yeah. the Democrats didn't want. Them. No, yeah, right. Democrats wanted their slaves. Right. Hmm. Kind of, kind of ironic. That's what I thought. A little was hypocritical. Right. Hmm. So he's only going to be uh, going into his inauguration with possibly two cabinet members confirmed. Okay. So he's got a whole slew of them, right? Yeah. A whole bunch of them up there for confirmation. Yeah. Only two are going to get confirmed. Got to tell you, I'm actually kind of happy about the two that are, are going to be confirmed. Well, okay. We'll, we'll talk about one of them, mm -hmm. uh, General James Mattis. Yeah, Mad Dog. So he got the waiver. 
that would allow him to serve. Yep, forego uh, that seven-year uh, retirement clause. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and and did you see the question that was asked of him during his confirmation? Uh, what's her name? Gillenberg uh, from uh, New York. Mm. So she asked him what he thought of gays and lesbians and trans serving in the U.S. military. Right. And the first words out of his mouth were, I really couldn't care less what two consenting adults do mm -hmm. in their own private time and who they go to sleep with. Right. Uh, he ended that by saying his job is to just make sure that the force that they put out there is the most lethal yeah. that we can provide. Absolutely. Just, just shut down everybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, fantastic man, fantastic answers. Uh, I think he's going to uh, bring a level of respectability back to the Department of Defense. Yeah, and a level of fear. Fear, right? That's what I'm talking about, fear. Well, Be right afraid now, of us. we're at the lowest, say, in the Navy, we're at the lowest aircraft carrier level we've ever had. Right. We're at 11 aircraft carriers right now. Actually, at 10, we're still waiting for the Ford to uh, join the ranks and... Uh, the USS Gerald R. Ford. When that happens, it will be it will be at eleven. Mm -hmm. Our our numbers should be at about uh, twelve, maybe thirteen aircraft carriers. Okay, and then and then with those, so we're not the too far behind. Group. We're not too far behind. All right, but with the with the threats that we're having now, like the South China Sea, right. with China trying to claim those islands that aren't theirs for strategic value, and they're building islands in the middle of nowhere. And then we need support out in the Persian Gulf, and then mm -hmm. we need support in the Mediterranean. We need support up in the North Seas. Yeah, we're running ourselves a little thin. Right. So we 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 need to up our ante, uh, especially on the naval side of things. Yeah. We need to be over 355 ships, and we're not there right now. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we're going to get a boost from Mad Dog to uh, increase our military uh, personnel count, because right now they're just letting them, just letting them leave, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the discussions I heard was that they need to come up with new ways to incentivize retention. You know, because they'll bring people in, right? You'll go in, you'll recruit, you recruit, you put, you know, swear. Do to, your four years and you're out. And you four years out. Yeah. So they'll do all this training. Uh, they'll 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 put you in school. They'll teach you how to be a lethal killing machine, and then right when you're ready to go, you're leaving. Yeah. And then they got to start the whole process all over again. Yeah. That's my son. My son was talking about doing it when he gets out of high school. He's He's got, you know, he's always wanted to be a football player. That's always been his his passion, you know. But he's also a realist, which is he's 16 years old, and it's quite the opposite of what I was when I was 16. We are literally polar opposites of interests, actions, uh, things, you know, just outside things doing. You know, I was out partying, being a bum, and and he's he's making a go of his life, which I couldn't be more proud. But uh, you know, he he's. A realist. So he realizes, hey, listen, NFL, come on, <laughs> like one in a million shot. I mean, really. But um, he'd also like to be a police officer. I support that 100%. I mean, that, that thin blue line needs to be towed. Toe the line. And I'm cool with that. But he discussed it with us uh, a couple weeks ago. And I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but talking about uh, joining the military out, out of high school. Like my nephew uh, has done that. You know, I come from a very long line of military people in my family. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I think, one of the only males that didn't join. Um, so he was talking about doing that when he gets out of high school. I support that 100%. But me and my wife sat down and talked to him and said, listen, you, any, anybody, and I'm really, I'm going to say this, and it's probably going to draw some pissed off people. 
and I'm not meaning it the way it's going to come out, but anybody can pull a trigger. I mean, that's just a fact. Right. Anybody can pull a trigger. Yeah. Look at Chicago, for we God's sake. We see it all, yeah. We see oh, it all the time. You see it everywhere. But if you're going to do something like that and going to serve your country, that there's nothing more honorable than, than serving your country. Nothing more honorable. But do something. Find, find a, a, a path in the military that when you do finally get out, will translate. you can transition into civilian life. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can go into the infantry. I mean, there's nothing more brave than than the infantry. Being I mean, on the front lines, holy right. cow, front lines! I mean, I, I'm I'm a pansy. I, I give these, I tip my hat to every single one of them. But when you come out from the infantry, you know what skills have you garnered right. that will transition over into civilian life? What job skill sets do you have? Right. I mean, don't get me, oh, again. Don't get me wrong. We need. The infantry. We still we, need the front liners. We right. need a front line, and I have nothing but respect. And if he chose to do that, per, that's that's cool. But my thing is, is, I was trying to explain to him, look, you know, when you come out, you know, look into the military police. If you want to transition into a police officer role, look into the military police. They have technology. They have communications. They have the 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 military is so much more than just pulling a trigger. Right, you know, so that's ba- I mean, that's a long story short. That's basically what we were trying to tell them. Look, we we support you, and don't don't look to just do you for and out. Right, exactly. Make a career out of it. You know, you there's could. nothing that is a honorable career to have. Well, hold on, he does his twenty, right? Mm-hmm. He can get out and he can still be a police officer. Yeah, he'll be thirty six years old. That's still young enough, and they'll accept it because ab- with the military training, absolutely. he'll go in. He'll be brass in in the police force. Absolutely. I mean, you know the the. I'm just, you know, I'm proud. You know, the world is his oyster. He can do anything he wants to do. But Absolutely. it's just, you know, you're right. Retention for the military, there has to be something there. Right, because there's know? there's nothing there to hold them right now. No, like nothing You, you float a GI Bill, you, hold, you, you float some VA loans mm-hmm. to help them get a house. Yeah. But, you know, they're too young to really grasp that. Yeah. They go in at 17, they're out at 21, 22. They, they still don't know what they, they they don't know what's going on. They have no real life experience. They no. they they've been told what to do for four years: mm-hmm. when to get up, when to eat, when to crap, when to yeah. shower, when to go to bed. Mm-hmm. So they come out of that, and there's no real life skill training for them. No, I mean they 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 try to do some, but you're telling a 21 year old kid to sit here and listen. I'm going to tell you how to live life when you get out of here. Yeah, they're not they're not going to listen. So no. re- retaining them, uh, uh, helping them grow. Helping them develop as as Americans may change our future generations. Yeah, uh, but yeah, if we can increase the size of the military, I'm a big fan of that. Big, big Huge. fan. Huge. So uh, <laughs> the 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 other one that's gonna uh, look like he's gonna make it is uh, I believe uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, mm-hmm. General John F. Kenny uh, Kelly. So uh, he's he's going to be fast tracked as well. Uh, apparently, both Democrats and Republicans like the former military leaders, uh, and they're going to push them through. So those will be the two cabinet members that will be uh, confirmed by the time uh, President Trump takes his oath tomorrow. Okay. The rest of them, there's some issues. Yeah. Let's let's start with the biggest one in the room. Well, the issues they're having though, it's not like they're all definitely out, right? No, they're not all definitely out. Facing a little more challenge. There's going to be some challenge. Okay. All right. The biggest challenge is going to be uh, Betsy DeVos (laughs) 
for the secretary of the Department of Education. Yeah, shooting bears in the classroom. Holy crap. <laughs> I mean, now, now, those of you that didn't get to listen to any of that confirmation hearing, okay? I caught it, just to let you know, I caught it after the fact. Right. I wasn't watching it, but I'm like, what did she So they, they asked her, did she support armed personnel in schools? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, my personal belief is yes. Absolutely. Okay. We have resource officers in our high schools now. Yeah. Oh, we, they we carry their guns. We protect everything with guns except for our children. Right. Everything. Banks, uh, uh, celebrities, uh, politicians, everything's protected with people with guns except our children. Right. Nope, nope. We'll put up this plaque. No, no gun. It's a gun free zone. <laughs> it's a gun free zone. Oh, boy. Can't go in there. Let me, yeah. <laughs> let me just like stop Diane right now. Feinstein said from California, when they see that, Criminals are just going to put their guns down. Right, yeah. Oh, 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 you got to follow the law. (laughs) Yeah. Criminals don't follow the law. No, not even. So, So, yeah, I'm a big fan of it, too. (laughs) uh, So, she had made mention of the fact that, well, the esteemed gentleman from the state of Wyoming had mentioned that uh, they had a bear uh, come very close to school grounds in (laughs) his state, and they uh, had a resource officer that needed to put the bear down. Mm Mm-hmm. So she was like, well, you know, in that instance, yes, you're going to need guns in schools to uh, ward off any grizzly bear attacks. And, oh, Boom. the snowflakes <laughs> ran with that. Oh, it was, you know, all of a sudden, they're like, well, that's the problem in Chicago. It's grizzly bears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Listen, they take everything out of context and twist the words. Uh, yeah, I but- mean, it, 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 when I first read about it, like, after the fact, I'm like, oh, please, God, please tell me she didn't actually say yeah, it like well, that. Well, here's, here's, here's some more background on her, okay? Uh they're saying that she was put up for this nomination because she donated $200 million to the Republican National Committee mm-hmm. uh, because her background has zero experience in the education field. Right. Uh, she never went to a public school. She's a, a multi-billionaire, and, and she was born with that silver spoon in her mouth. So she went to private schools. All of her kids went to private schools. She's had zero experience with any public school system interaction at all anywhere in this country. Mm-hmm. But she's been picked to run our public school system. Yeah, it's a little weird. She's, you know, doesn't run a major corporation. Yeah. So there's 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 a there's a lot there. So uh, actually, was Paulette said before, maybe she was offered up as the sacrificial lamb. Yeah, I think so. Maybe she was the one that uh, they put up there and said, you know what? We know you're going to kick her ass. We know that she's not going to get picked. The Democrats need to win. So we're going to put this one up here. You go ahead and just beat this one to death. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And and then we'll uh, we'll see what we can do on the other ones. But what surprised (laughs) me is that they didn't didn't rubber stamp uh, the good doctor, Ben Carson. They didn't, huh? For HUD. He's not not, uh, on the fast track. Huh. But see, I mean, he's still up for it, but he's, still he's up just for it, facing but he's facing scrutiny. See, I, I, I don't, I don't get that. Uh, you know, I think a lot of it's going to go based upon his personal beliefs rather than the ability to do the job. Hmm. And and he do that with every confirmation, right? Sure. They want to know what your feelings are on God, what your stance is on abortion. I'm 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 running the housing department i don't care yeah, what, unless you know unless god himself is going to come down and give an abortion in this living room over here it's really kind of got nothing to do with it right it's got nothing so yeah so he's facing issues well he was getting a lot of guff for it too whoa he's a creation doctor and this that the other thing yeah. what's he know about it yeah yeah i'm sorry but didn't he grow up in in, in, he did. in poverty in, he came, in the slums? He came from the ghetto yeah 
So hmm. you got that's experience. Uh, so he's facing the issue. Rick Perry's facing the issue with the Department of Energy because he promised to disband it when he was going to become president, right? right. So why are you going to? Why do you want a department that you wanted to get rid of? Yeah. And now he said the other day, well, I might have been mistaken. Of course you were mistaken. Yeah. You want the job. Yeah, you think so? Hmm. Back, so backpedal. Yeah, there's a bunch of backpedaling. So Jeff Sessions is going to face a little bit more scrutiny for the Justice Department. I think he's going to be a lot easier, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rex Tillerson in the State Department, he's facing a lot of headaches. Is he? Well, he's good friends with Vladimir Putin uh, yeah. because of his oil deals as the head of ExxonMobil. Yeah. So what kind of uh, mouthpiece for the U.S. government will you be when a lot of the people that you deal with in the Middle East and in Asia or Russia is uh, people that you dealt with on the business side. See, and I think something like that, Trump probably should have stepped in and said, all right, look, we got to back you off of this one. Let, let the Republican Party take the hit on it and say, yeah. But Trump's not going to be, I mean, Trump's really got no place to say, and he's not divesting himself right. from his own businesses. Mm-hmm. That's that's a concern. That's a concern of mine. Wait a minute, what? He's not stepping down from the head of Trump Industries. I thought, but he did a press no, conference did, did, last did, did, week, no. and there was a and table he, full of papers, and he had his lawyer up there saying that he was signing everything over to his kids. He didn't. Oh, wait a minute. What? Yes. So there's there's an odd clause now in, in the Constitution that they're, they're going to be trying to exploit. Uh, the Democrats will anyway, because if he has anything to do with his businesses, mm-hmm. any office holder that benefits from... Dealing with governments of other countries may forfeit that office. Uh, uh, hmm. So you have heads of state that stay at Trump Towers. Right. He's making money off of other countries. But he's donating that to the... No, no, no. He donated his presidential salary. No, no, no. But he said during that press conference, any outside dignitaries, business people, whatever from outside countries... He's going to be donating. Who's, who's who's doing that accounting? I don't know. He doesn't release his tax records. Uh, I don't know. Right. Listen. Uh, 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 I'm, right, the I'm, plot thickens. I'm going to make. Dun, dun, I'm going to make this statement to any snowflake or liberals out there that are listening. Listen to me. If you are so gung ho against Trump, if you're that gung ho against him that you're going to find any little thread to hang on to to have him. Uh, kicked out of office or have to step away just keep in mind the vice president steps in at that point well did you see all the gay lesbians and trans that were dancing in front of his house in uh, indiana the other no, night no i didn't oh yeah last night they had this big old gay fest was in it front a going of... away party yeah good for them <laughs> oh yeah I mean, it was a fabulous yeah. party well my, my point being though is that that pence is very much a a conservative like, they think Trump is bad. You know, Trump has done nothing but show that that he's trying to make it work and get along with everybody and that there is leniency in different cultures. He's not coming in trying to trying to broad stroke and wipe everything out. But And I'm not saying Pence would, but Pence is a lot more conservative. A and lot these, more. Yeah, so these people are just hearing Trump, 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 get rid of Trump, do this to Trump, we need to find a way to get him out. You, okay, you go ahead and do that. And look at who steps in. I'm I'm a fan of Pence. I like him a lot. But this man is a lot more conservative. So He's, good luck with he that. He scares me more than Trump does. Yeah, so good luck with that. There's a bunch of, of things that Donald does that 
I'm not a, I'm not a, a giant fan of, but yeah. Uh, but you're still against his tweeting. I don't get, dude. Listen, uh, before listen, you say you anything, no, 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 no. Before you say anything, did you watch the interview on uh, Fox and Friends? What's that? Uh, Ainsley Earhart. Oh. Did, oh, you, yeah. did you see the the interview that she had with him? She did an interview with him the other day, and they aired bits and pieces of it over the uh, uh, on Fox and Friends in the morning the other day. And if you look it up, first of all, she's wearing this pink number. Well, stunning. But that being said, um, she asked him about the tweeting, and he flat out said, "He goes, listen, I don't like tweeting. I don't like it at all. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do it if I didn't have to." But the fact of the matter is, is that every news media source is is fake. They're all bullies. They're all bull crap, putting out crap. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, he says. This is the only way I can get an honest message across to the people. It's not always about defending myself, but this is a way I can get an honest message to the people because but the news media aren't going to run it. There's got to be a better way than 140 characters or less. I don't, I don't think so. In today's day and age with media, social media is out there and everything like that, this is the most direct way to get to your people. Well, And yeah. I, I'm totally cool with it, dude. I know you have your issues with it. Yeah, I, do, I, I got some issues. Yeah, yeah some. Speaking, you get, dude, you get your panties in a wad. <laughs> I just, uh, you can't dictate policy uh, with 140 characters. Dude, you get your, you're getting your, your knickers in a bunch, bro. Well, you know, people want to reach out to him, and he wants to reach out through Twitter, and, and we want people to reach out to us. That's right. RadioDNR at gmail.com. That's our uh, web, uh, yeah, that's our email address, right? <laughs> I almost said website. It is, it is. Yeah, DNRRadio.net, that's the website. Uh, we're on Facebook. We got a Twitter feed going. Uh, my partner here is working on the, the Skype feature. Uh, I told everybody to punch in today, and I can't log on. It's telling me I got a problem. Yeah, yeah. I'm like watching you do it. I'm like, dude, yep, I'm out. No idea. But plenty of ways to get a hold of us, so feel free to voice your opinion. Yay, nay, whatever you got to say, we're, we're good with it. We got a lot to talk about. We're only getting started here. This is the pre-inauguration spectacular. Yeah. DNR Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Sports radio host, producer, news anchor. A few of many, many more careers that the Connecticut School of Broadcasting can lead you to. Go CSB.com or 1-800-TV-RADIO to schedule your studio tour. With an on-hands approach and instructors being broadcast professionals themselves, you're guaranteed to get a first-class learning experience. Get your career in the broadcasting field started the right way. Sports radio host, producer, news anchor, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Go CSB.com or 1-800-TV-RADIO to schedule your studio tour. There are thousands of podcasts in the world. <laughs> and you chose this one? Why would you choose this one? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This chair doesn't move. DNR Radio. <laughs> and we're back. DNR Radio. That's Dark Side. I'm Russ. You didn't even recognize me when I came through your door, did you? No, I didn't. I mean, you <laughs> Cleaned up like a shiny new penny. Yeah, brand new sneakers on. <laughs> yeah, look at uh, nice clean. shaving and nice kicks. Yeah, I don't smell bad. Oh. I had to, yeah, I had to shave. I was getting really kind of wolfy. No, I, I feel like uh, the, the dirt bag here. Yeah, you look huh? like a scrub. I am. <laughs> Just kidding. Nice shirt, though. I'm sitting here like looking at it like American flag, but I'm like, man, that's, that's the thing from Star Wars, isn't it? That's called the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, you have passion for that stuff. I do. I admire that. That's, uh, well, got to have, have a passion. Yeah, yeah. You asked me if I, if I showered. It's not Wednesday yet, so... <laughs> 
We're going to have to wait until next week for that. That was, that was the here, other day. If I'm sitting here wafting a little stink your way. <laughs> well, you did You did say you had the bubble guts again. Oh, man, dude. I'm having issues. <laughs> Getting old sucks. So we, we touched a bit about some of the cabinet picks. Yeah. So a whole big article in Washington Post about Betsy DeVos. Now, we get it. Washington Post is not always the friends of mm-hmm. uh, the right. Mm-hmm. But uh, she she was peppered, peppered by a bunch of uh, senators, and and some wasn't just the left. You had some you had some uh, uh, Republicans bashing too, but um, uh, you had Tim Kaine, who was Hillary's running mate. Yeah, right. And he did bring up some good points. Uh, he said that uh, DeVos had a lack of understanding on federal civil rights laws, which requires states to take federal funding to provide children with disabilities the service they need to benefit from public education. Okay. So he asked her about how she would maintain that funding and would she look to expand upon that program. And she had absolutely no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> and he had to explain the law and say this is a federal civil rights law. Right. Civil rights law. Mm-hmm. She goes, I'd have to look into that. Uh, it stumped her. It's, it's sac- the American I, with Disabilities Act. Yeah, I know. I think, listen. I Everybody think, knows that act. I think Paulette's right, though. I think that's a sacrificial lamb. Just, just, I come, but think about it. I'm stuttering here, right? Uh, Maggie Hassan from New Hampshire, Hassan, whoever you want to do it, uh, asked DeVos to explain whether she understood was uh, uh, the law was a federal rights, federal rights law, and uh, DeVos was like, she may have confused it. DeVos also declined to say whether she believes that all schools receiving taxpaying funding should be held accountable to the same performance standards. She declined to say whether schools should be required to report suspensions and expulsions, uh, incidents of bullying and harassment to the federal government. So she was stumped on pretty much everything. Everything. Now, she was introduced and brought to the podium by an old friend of ours out of this state, Joe Lieberman. Uh. Yeah. The retired senator from this great state of Connecticut. Uh-huh. Uh, he introduced her and vouched for her leadership, arguing that her status as an outsider is an asset. Uh, a quote from him, she doesn't come from within the education establishment, but honestly, I believe that today that one of that's one of the most important qualifications you can have for this job. We need a change agent. See, now, uh, I, I guess... It's taken this government job uh, out of the picture, right? Now, the job that I currently do, I'm not going to mention it right now, but uh, I had no previous experience with it, you know, but I had people stand up for me and say, listen, this guy displays qualities that we want here. You know, he'll learn something like this. I don't, you know, uh, I don't think there's... It's a tough sell, man. It's yeah, a tough I don't, sell. Well, I don't think there should be that, that learning curve time. Listen, you need to jump in and you need to hit the ground running. So, you know... I don't mind if you don't have, per se, the out-and-out experience for a particular skill set. If you're a... This job is a management position. Right. She's not going out into the classrooms and teaching. No, right? but you got to know what you're managing. <laughs> You're managing the books. You're managing the money, right? Yeah. But there's more to it than just that, though. There is, but what what does she need to know from an education standpoint? Now, does she need to know 
Uh, she needs to know, all right, basically civil rights laws. Yeah, right? yeah, that's a big one. Uh, Biggie. She she talked about uh, uh, allowing guns in schools to kill grizzly bears. And she, <laughs> she she was trying to get to a point that was like, there's some situations that would require that uh, if you didn't have somebody who was armed, that it could pose a threat to children. Mm-hmm. So I got her point there. Of course, that's, that's not going to be brought out, but uh, some parts of what she brings to the table from a management perspective may be attractive. It's just that everything else is so glaringly negative about it that there's nobody in their right mind on either side of the aisle that's going to, I think, endorse Betsy DeVos. Now, what happens with these people that don't get in- endorsed? Now, now we're here we are. Today's Thursday, the 19th. We're recording tonight. Okay, tomorrow is the inauguration, right? Now, these, these uh, people that don't get endorsed, these spots that don't get filled in the meantime, what happens there? Well, he's got to nominate somebody else real quick. No, I understand that, but there's still going to be lag time. There's still going to be a week, You two still weeks, have who, who the knows? people in the other positions within that cabinet. All right, so like the underlings will... You still have, right, you still have the nuts and bolts. They're, right. they're just going without a, a head. Right? But if the big decision, well, I mean, if the big decisions are, are needed to be made, you know, immediately... If there's any decisions that need to be made like that, they're going to go up to the president level. Okay. They're, they're going right. to have to. See, yeah, these are things I, I don't understand how a lot of this stuff works. Well, they're, they're, you don't have a choice, right? If you don't have a head on the chicken, you got to go to the next chicken. Yeah, yeah, you got to go to the rooster. You got to go to the cock. You got, yeah. And and he is a big cock. He huge, 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 <laughs> with a wig. It's not a wig. <laughs> it's, a, it's a comb over like you've never seen before, but it's not a wig. So, Rick Perry, Energy yeah. Department. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I love how the New York Times uh, describes him. And I'll quote this from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Right? Rick Perry, the former Texas governor, two-time Republican presidential candidate, and one-time contestant on Dancing with the Stars, was he? will say uh. he now believes in human-caused climate change. Uh. Where, you know, just a year ago he didn't believe it. Why do they got to throw out the Dancing with the Stars to delegitimize him? That that's, is ridiculous. That's the New York Times though. That's oh, why I had to quote on. them on that. Oh. But, you know, why why the change of feeling for him? I don't know. He he was like it's a natural occurrence, you know, a uh, global warming is a natural thing. Man has nothing to do with it and now all of a sudden I'm going to give you the job to be energy secretary. Oh crap. <laughs> We're blowing it all yeah, up. Ka-ching. It's all us. Yeah, it's I, our fault. I see the light. I'll fix it. <laughs> I'll take the department I wanted to close, and I'll fix the world. Yeah. A little really? St- a little strange. Really? <laughs> I mean. Money talks, bro. Money talks. Is is he as smart as he is good looking? Because he's a good looking guy. I, I don't He's a little dapper there, right? He's got the you know nice part, and he's always got the square jaw. He almost um, looks like a, a, a James Brolin. Yeah, I, I haven't seen him. I'm gonna have to take a look. Have you not seen him? He ran for president twice. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I, listen, man, I, I don't look at that. I listen to him. I listen to him. I'm not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, dude. <laughs> Handsome Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, Perry's uh, rumored to uh, acknowledge the fact that he changed his views uh, about climate change, uh, which, by the way, in his uh, 2010 book, he called a uh, contrived phony mess. Hmm. Uh, now he believes it's happening. 
Well, money talks, bro. Uh, well, you know, and I don't know how much they're getting paid to be, but it's a secretary position, right? It's uh, a part of U.S. history. Mm-hmm. But Secretary of Energy, he's he's going to be in charge of our uh, nuclear waste, right? Which we right now bury out in Yucca Mountain. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you watch the Godzilla movie, that's where you have the Gaijins are going to eat all the nuclear waste and take over Vegas. Mm. So um, I'm concerned with, with Rick Perry running the energy department only because, you know, his his backtracking, his flip flop makes me think that uh, he's he's not going to have our ultimate needs as his top priority. Right. But remember, again, this has to all go through. I mean, he, he's not just going to be, OK, there's your department. Go run amok. I mean, things still have to be brought through the proper chains. Yeah, they know. do, right? But you're head of the department. Mm-hmm. You're you're the you're the figurehead. You're the spokesperson. You're the one that makes those decisions. Yeah, you're gonna waffle like that. <laughs> People change, bro. People change. <laughs> People change, bro. Hey, dude, I got nothing. I really. I'm like sitting here. Uh. <laughs> you got you got Nunchin who. Uh, for the Treasury Department, uh, he's he's been railed for his. Uh, actually, they said he was uh, hiding like a hundred million dollars in a Cayman Islands account of his own personal money. Yes, or like, like laundered. Yeah. No, well, I don't know if it if it's there, it could be either one, right? Huh. Uh, he he once led uh, one West Bank ran a foreclosure machine that targeted minorities. Uh, he committed, though, to helping homeowners modify uh, trouble loans and that he was running a loan modification machine. Now, where, where are all these sources from? Oh, well, there's a lot of fact-checking involved on, on my end on this, but uh, I grab them from numerous uh, sites as well as I go on to, uh, like, uh, we'll talk on some of this later uh, with... Uh, so it's not just John like, Lewis, where I pulled up his congressional record. Right. So, so it's not just like Huff and Glue posts trying to. No, smear. no, it's not. I mean, it's you know some Washington Post, some New York Times, some Huff and Glue, and uh, the only ones I'm not really digging into is CNN. No. Because our president said they're a fake news network. So I'm yeah, they lost that. credibility. Yeah. So I'll get my stuff from the Onion from now on. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. Reddit. The the Inquirer. Yeah. Inquirer is always a good source. Well, Sasquatch writes a lot of articles now. I'm just trying to figure out because these so are things. Bat Boy. You're a Bat Boy. I like <laughs> yeah. Bat Boy. The Chupacabra. <laughs> these are things that are are in the news now. You know, you, you'd have thought that maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe Trump vetted them a little bit stronger. You well, know? you know, it, it's not just him. It's, it's his people, too. Right. Right. So they're like, hey, I know this guy's got some flaws, but we can work around it. Mm-hmm. But when he's sitting there in front of the committee that's going to recommend him, for nomination yeah right so the process is you get nominated you sit in front of a vetting committee who goes through your past your history uh your views they ask you questions uh and then if they endorse your nomination they'll present you to the full senate mm-hmm. you know the full congress to get to get uh, a vote how by. the hell did she get through the the bear killer well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, she didn't get there yet. She's still in the vetting committee. Oh, so okay. So that was just again. I've been unplugged for the last like week, yeah. so relatively unplugged. So they wanted uh, the Democrats wanted a second round of questions on her because they didn't get enough answers out of the first round. Okay. And uh, the the chairman of the committee is like, "Nah, we're done." And they're like, "No, no, no, we're not done." So right now it's a, a tit for tat. Okay. Uh, but I don't think she's going to make it out of committee. Oh well. <laughs> And then Representative Tom Price. 
who was picked to uh, be the head of the health secretary when grilled about the plans to replace the Affordable Care Act uh, was a little vague. Mm-hmm. He had no answers. He had no ideas. He had no real bullet points to be able to pull out and say, hey, this is what we're looking at. This is what we're going to do. Well, the this Democrats is- have been have been hinging on that. They've, they've been saying, well, you've had six years to come up with other ideas and you haven't done anything. Right. So, so you know, uh, that's one side of the aisle saying one thing, but uh, listen, you already have this Affordable Care Act in place, right? right. So, yes, any any changes would cause that cause an increase in premiums or would cause people to lose coverage uh, is not good, right? So, how do you go about that? So, some of the some of the ideas that uh, Price uh, Representative Price had would actually cause people to lose their coverage. Yeah, but is it the same numbers that that have been uh, brought out by the Democrats as far as loss of coverage? Listen, loss of coverage for one person sucks. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, you know, go uncovered, you know, uh, fend for yourself. But, I mean, the Democrats seem to be putting out some ridiculous numbers, and, and how much truth is there to that? Well, not a lot when when you look at it from a layperson standpoint. Right. But um, some, of the, some of the kvetches with him now, he uh, has been uh, accused of insider trading. Mm. So uh, they're saying that he had stocks in healthcare and pharmaceutical companies, uh, and he said he had left all the details with his brokers. However, uh, he traded... $300,000 worth of shares while promoting legislation that would have affected the companies he owns stocks in. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. So I'm, I'm going to hold on to these stocks and I'm going to tell you how great this company is and you're going to like this company and everybody's going to hear about this company and their price is going to go up and then I'm going to sell. Yeah. Because now I'm going to make more money. You can't, you can't put healthcare up like that. Yeah. Hmm. I'm all for driving down pharmaceutical costs. Oh yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah. So there's certain medicines here in this country that cost you thousands of dollars way too expensive you go to cuba they're 30 bucks mm-hmm. same company it's the same pharmaceutical company mm. but 30 bucks over there yeah so we know we're getting ripped off in this country and our government allows it to happen because they're on the kickbacks mm. they're the ones whose pockets are lined i don't need our secretary of health to be the guy getting his pocket lined by pharmaceutical companies because they want to charge me $500 for a dosage of amoxicillin for my stepkids to get better. Yeah. And and really, if you're going to be in charge of this department, change the taste of the amoxicillin. <laughs> I know. Because the kids like hate crap, the damn bubblegum trap. Oh, tastes like crap, dude. Because, you, you know, you're running the place, yeah. right? <laughs> get some different flavors. Give me something. Yeah, chocolate brownie or something. So, uh, well, yeah. Uh, uh, we, we give it to my stepson, and he just ate, he hates it. Yeah. He had, he had a double ear infection a couple weeks back. Everybody was getting sick, right? So they got the amoxicillin for him, and... Isn't that bubblegum crap again, Russ? It's the liquid stuff, right? Yeah, you got to keep it in the fridge. You yeah. got to shake it. It looks like Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Just get a milkshake and kind of blend it into yeah, that We can't do bit. that because that brings all the boys to the yard. Oh. Milkshake oh. brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> Don't do that, dude. You're creeping me out. <laughs> it took you a few minutes. See, did you see the, um, I don't know if it was uh, what drug company it was, but the EpiPen, they came out with a generic version. CVS did. Yeah, oh, is it CVS? It's CVS, a lot, lot cheaper, good for them because it went from like what six, eight hundred bucks, whatever it was. No, for, it was more than that. Yeah, it was almost yeah. a grand, ridiculous amount of money for so for three hundred uh, bucks or three less than three hundred bucks. I mean, for a a life saving medication. When people go into anaphylactic shock, it's not pretty. No. I've seen it 
when I used to work on the ambulance, I've seen it, and it is not pretty. And they need that medication almost immediately, or they will die. There's n- there's not much gray area there. Their throats will close up, no air. They'll suffocate themselves. It's a mess. So they're charging, yeah, six, eight, a thousand dollars for the dosages. So yeah, CVS comes out with it now. It's one hundred and nine dollars and change. Oh, it is one hundred and nine. You know? okay. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, it's still overpriced, if you ask me. Well, it's still overpriced. You you have to pay for the research. You have to pay for the manufacturing. I get that. Yeah, but this is all a new uh, a, a new development. What was it? I mean, it it just came into the news within the last couple months about how overpriced it was. What was it before then? I don't know. I didn't do the research. Well, it was. It went from three hundred. And then See? Hillary's friend was in charge of the company that was making them, and they went up to like nine hundred. Yeah, and then uh, she got dragged in front of the Senate subcommittee, and that didn't change the price. And now CVS came out with the yeah. the hundred nine dollar. Well, bravo rate. CVS, good for you. You know, so they're gonna make a they're gonna make a killing on that. Oh, absolutely, they're make a killing. Absolutely, but as they should, you know what you're you're providing it. It's still one hundred and ten dollars for for a medication is still, I mean, for an average hard-working human being an average american w- worker that's still a lot of money yeah dude 109 bucks i mean that that's it's not cheap no you know you're better but off to getting, save a life 100 100 bucks yeah uh, you're better uh, off getting hooked on heroin and getting the free narcan so Ooh. being <laughs> being that we're talking about things that make us sick uh-huh. <laughs> congressman john lewis Ooh. from the great state of georgia yeah uh this man hasn't been on anybody's radar in a long time, and maybe that's why he uh, did what he did. Uh, but he came out and said, uh, well, first off, he's deemed to be a civil rights legend. Mm-hmm. Now, he, he marched with the great Dr. Martin Luther King in Selma, Alabama, and all that. It was part of that movement back in the 60s. Yeah, he was assaulted, not taken away from his, his credentials back right. then. And, and, and he did a lot to promote the civil rights movement back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. He took that opportunity, ran for office in the 70s, and he's never been out since. Yeah. Well over 30 years as a congressman, right? Um, came out and said that uh, Donald Trump uh, is uh, not a valid president, right? Uh, that uh, it's not his president and that he's going to skip the inauguration for the first time in his life. Shame. It's a lie. It is a lie. He missed. Uh, he skipped uh, George the Second's. Mm-hmm. Okay, when uh, the, the whole Al Gore thing happened. Yep. Um, and he didn't go to that inauguration. So either he lied, or he's senile. Yeah. Which or, one is it? Or both. Right. So then uh, Trump came out and said, "Listen, why don't you worry about your own district, which is Atlanta, uh, which is high crime, uh, high black on black crime, high uh, gun violence." Why don't, you, why don't you worry about that? Yeah. Stop worrying about whether or not I'm a legitimate president because... Did you have a problem with that tweet? The way he worded it could have been better. Well, now, he's only got 140 characters. He's only got, <laughs> right, he's only got 140 characters. Because um, the way he did it was just uh, uh, a roundhouse, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he took he took what the congressman said and it just came out with his, with his booger hook from left field and then let it drop. Right. Instead of following that up going, not to take away from your civil rights greatness, and we thank you for that, but for what we're dealing with right now, STFU. Yeah. You know? 
Well, why aren't these people, instead of speaking out, why aren't they trying to contact him and, and set up a meeting? Talk about your differences. That's because the then problem. that would mean that he, he's a legitimate president. And they it, don't want to do that. It, it no, it it wouldn't. It's just their way of of retaining spotlight and creating friction. It's bullcrap. He he came out and and said during that interview with Ainsley Earhart, mm. he came out during that interview and said, I, I would sit down with him. It's not you know, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen, but I, I would sit down with him. But everybody pulled the race card on this now. Everybody pulled the race card on this. They they said that here's proof. That your president-elect is is a racist. Yeah. Because he attacked a great civil rights leader. Uh, it wasn't an attack. It was a statement. Was, Look, why don't you worry about you, your your district? Right. Your district is crumbling, as you, most Democratic districts do. But, you know? Every Democrat you can think of jumped on that racist bandwagon. But, but they and were- And then, hold on, it got uh, even worse because even Republicans refused to, to say, and they, they admonished Trump for the tweet. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't think instead of standing up and going, "Hey, this guy's record speaks for itself." Yeah. So I did some looking. Mm -hmm. I I dug up his congressional record. He is almost triple the missed votes than the congressional average. Hmm. So uh, of all of his years, right, he's missed like sixteen percent of his votes. Oh wow! It's huge. Yeah, it's a big number. It's a big number. Not doing your job now. Not saying that any more Democrats or Republicans are even worse because there was a bunch of Republicans on that list. Sure. A bunch of Democrats on the list. I mean, but if you're you know, going to start throwing stones, you might want to make sure you're not living in a glass house. Yeah. Uh, you make sure you're doing your job. So yeah. when, when Trump says, listen, you're not doing enough for your area, well, maybe you're not. If you're yeah. missing, if you're not going to work, if you're not doing your job and helping to run this country, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Because you're not down in Atlanta cleaning that up. No, he's busy at the Capitol doing sit-ins for 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 some ridiculous things. Eh. But as as a bunch of right, so uh, who's this one? Uh, Nebraska senator came out. Uh, he's a Republican, uh, Ben Sass. He had a track record of trying to undermine uh, Trump. Uh, came out and said that John Lewis and his talk have changed the world. Uh, what he didn't say was that the talk was referring to something that happened over 50 years ago. Right. And in the past 30 years, Lewis has done nothing to uh, follow up with that. Uh, Bill Crystal, prominent uh, never-Trumper, uh, disingenuously wrote, uh, Donald Trump treats Vladimir Putin with more respect than he does John Lewis. Ugh. It's, John Lewis came out. He took the first punch. Trump responded. And what, what Trump had to say is not a lie. No, I just think he I don't even think it was tasteless. I, I don't think there was anything wrong with it. He's basically just saying, hey, dude, do your job. Don't bother me. Do your job. Trump, Trump has done so much recently to try to heal the divide put in place by Obama. The racial tension, the racial divide is is massive. And he's doing I mean, he had a sit down meeting with Martin Luther King the third yes. the other day. Um, you Kanye. know, it, it wasn't for yeah, Kanye last month. It wasn't, it's not for show. Listen, Steve Harvey. Yeah. I like Steve Harvey. He's funny. You ever watch him on family, yes, family, feud? family he's, feud? He's a funny dude, but he, he went and had a meeting. Listen, Trump is opening his doors, opening his mind, opening his, his, his office for these individuals to come who, who have influence over the black community. They have influence over the black community. You know, I'm pretty sure even if that that Al Sharpton, not calling him a reverend, I will not. If Al Sharpton were to were to 
put his hand out and say, hey, let's let's go have a chat. I'm, I bet you Trump would say, absolutely. Come on over. Because they're both New Yorkers. Can, so, yeah. Let's know. see what we, and, and they both didn't release their tax information. Right. Right. Let's see what we can figure out, though. I mean, in, in the reality of it, and Steve Steve Harvey went on, on the air the other day saying, holy crap, I, I faced so much negative backlash over this. Like people in my own community saying, how can you? How can you go to the enemy and, and talk? Uh, uh, is the racial divide that strong that you're not going to give this guy a chance? Yes. It's ridiculous. It's, and and, and my, my contention is, what have the Democrats done for the African-American community? Nothing. They've used them. They've kept them in the position to keep getting reelected. Yeah. Basically. We'll keep giving you welfare and tell you that there's no other way out and we'll feel sorry for you and we're going to keep giving you free money. Yeah. You can make a career of not doing anything for yourself. Right. And then tell you that it's not your fault and then tell you that we're going to keep fighting for you mm -hmm. so you'll keep voting for us. Listen, I've said it before. I'm going to say it until the day I die. Well, maybe not. But I've said it before. All, all these, uh, the go-to phrases from the liberals, from the Democrats, the go-to phrases, xenophobic, bigot, racist, misogynist, all these go-to phrases. Okay, the misogynist thing, yeah, he said some pretty screwed up stuff back in the day. But, you know, I'm sure he didn't sit there and say, well, let me think about what I want to say before I run for president 10 years down the road. But the the fact of the matter is, is that I've said it online, I've gone trolling, and, and I want somebody to come with actual, factual proof of racism and bigotry. There is none. Show me. There is none. Uh, there, there's not. You'll never see it. But it's their go-to phrase because they know that's what pushes the button. Xenophobic. He's not afraid. Xenophobia is the fear of, of uh, immigrants. He's not afraid of them. He Based, married one. Yeah. Married two. There's no fear there. It's not a fear of immigrants. Listen, it's about protecting our country. Okay? So there's no fear there. It's a it's a uh, protecting our country and wanting to do what's best for our citizens. But the racist and the bigot, that right there throws me into a tizzy. Every yeah. time I see it online, I, I write to these people, listen, give me one solid, solid piece of evidence of him being a racist or a bigot, and I'll concede the argument. Not and even they, solid. Give me something I can research. Right. Well, the only thing, the one big go-to that they have is, well, he said Mexicans are rapists and blah, blah, blah. He says, really, you're just going to cherry pick But that's not racist. That's not racist. Mexican's not a race. Mexican's a nationality. Right. It, but but it was, it, their argument is taken out of context. Yes. You know, he was talking about the illegal element that is here doing illegal crimes. Well, like that guy that got uh, arrested for murdering the 12-year-old girl that had been deported 15 times? Yeah, 19, I think it was. 19 yeah. times? Yeah. Got deported 19 times, kept coming back, and then he killed somebody. Yeah. And huh. the other crimes were uh, he got rape, it was burglary, it was robbery. Yeah. All violent, violent crimes. And he, he kept coming back, kept coming back. So I, I you know... Again, if anybody's out there listening that can furnish any kind of proof, please just just let me know because this, this go-to phrase, it's like their catchphrases, and it's a mob mentality because they're all by all the liberals, all the Democrats, they're all buying into it and spinning it around every chance they get. Well, you know, a person is smart. People are stupid. Yes. Group mentality, dumbasses. Yeah. People in a group setting are, are the dumbest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. Individually? could be a, a nobel laureate mm -hmm. but when you get them in that group mentality yeah. and you get them with the mob thinking yeah all of a sudden game over speaking of mobs and criminals okay. our um 
our boy, our outgoing leader, yeah, uh, has just about opened the floodgates on these prisons, letting everybody out. Did he let like another three hundred loose today? Another three hundred and thirty drug convictions were overturned or commuted today. I went to sleep this in one morning. Of his last acts. I, nothing. I woke. I woke up. I mean, there was that uh, the other. Uh, what's his name, Manning, fell yeah, yesterday. Right. You know, I know all this stuff's been in the news, but I woke up today, I looked at it, I'm like, is this real? Yeah. 300 and something convicted in a, in a federal prison. Look, yeah. you don't go to federal prison for smoking a joint on your back deck. No, that's for kilos, brother. Yeah, this Across is state for, lines. This is for poisoning our children. Yes. Poisoning our communities. That's where you go to federal prison. 330 were released. Oh, do as much... Go ahead, Barry. Do as much damage as you can possibly do on your way out. Uh, go ahead and do it. You've had eight freaking years you could have commuted these sentences so that you would have been the one to have to take care of it. But now you're going to release the poison into our communities for something else, like just another hurdle for-, for So there's got to be, what, almost a thousand people now he's released in the past week. Ridiculous. The most in, in any president. I mean, you were history. talking about Manning, right? So yeah. do, we, do we call him Chelsea Manning? Do we call him whatever his male his name, name was? His name was Brian or Bradley or something like Bradley that. Bradley Manning, right. Yeah, so something, I don't remember. A traitor. Yeah. A traitor, flat out, flat out traitor. Put the put the lives of of citizens. He's a traitor. They commuted his sentence. Yeah, he'll be out in May. Cut twenty eight years off of his sentence. Well, I think he, I think he, he get, I think she, she served her time. Which, by the way, I paid for. Yeah, came I out of our pockets. I paid for them to cut that thing off. Mm-hmm. Out of our pockets. I didn't ask for that. No. No. Why Look, should a criminal have that? You're in prison, dude. You don't need that done. You want to do it? Get out, get a job, and Listen, do it yourself. If you're in prison. You're taking it anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're somebody's biatch anyway. Right. You're, you're, you're on your knees. You're you're dropping yeah. soap. You don't you don't need to get yeah. that thing lopped off. Right. You're not using it. Somebody else is using you. Mm-hmm. But yet he was uh, here. Obama. Let's be clear. Chelsea Manning has served a tough prison sentence. Aw. It made sense to commute and not pardon her sentence. I feel very comfortable that justice has been served and that a message has still been sent. What's the message? You can betray the secrets of this country, get your hoo-hoo cut off, and you'll be out of jail in a couple of years. Yeah. Free and clear. Ridiculous. How many people died because of his information? <laughs> well, that was the thing. He came out and said, oh, nobody died because of the information. How that do you we know? know of. How do you know? How can you positively say that that statement? Impossible. And now you got uh, Julian Assange. Wanting to come back? Because he told uh, the the media that if Obama commuted Manning's sentence, he would turn himself into U.S. authorities. Mm -hmm. So now the eyes are on the Ecuadorian embassy for Assange to give himself up to. Didn't they just extend it, though? No, that was Snowden. Okay, Snowden. Snowden's okay. been extended in Russia. All right, yeah, he was extended like a couple four of years. years another four like years. Yeah, okay. I, I, Which I was surprised that Obama didn't grant him clemency too. Right. Seems to be letting all the criminals off the Well, hook. you know, it's, he's... <laughs> oh, the, the, the federal ones today, though, I heard about... I mean, he released people from Gitmo like last week or the week before, and, you know, he's just... He's doing... He's leaving such... He's the storm. 
and we're we're going to have to pick up. You know, a hurricane comes through, you it drops trees and makes a mess, and you're left to pick up the mess, and that's what he's doing. He is the storm, and he is making as much of a mess on his way out the door as he possibly can, just to ensure that his legacy is nothing but decimation and destruction. So here he is releasing. Listen, these people are poisoners. I, I was oh, I saw that today. I was just absolutely baffled. How can you release three hundred and what three hundred and thirty? Yeah. From a federal penitentiary, these aren't, they're there for a reason. So now they're going to be released back into the community. Let's be honest. How many of them really learned a lesson and said, thanks, Barry, not going to do it again. You're, you're, you're releasing dangerous people into, into society. These aren't just potheads people. I mean, these are, these are criminals. He's doing as much damage as he can on the way out the door. And that, that sucks. But what are we going to do? But right now, what we can do is wait to hope to clean it up. There's nothing so, we can do about it. Let me ask you this, though. Uh, somebody asked me uh, earlier today, is Trump allowed to reverse those decisions? He's or not. is this like no, just signed and can't. So signed in it. stone. It's, it's done. done. It's done. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He can't turn around and go, oops, yeah, his bad. So uh, uh, Bush the second is a, a good example of somebody uh, who respects the office. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that Trump does this as well. Uh, they kept trying to goad him into talking bad about Bill Clinton, trying to get him to talk bad about Barack Obama. Yeah. And every time they asked him this question, and, and he would turn around and he'd go, it, it, I respect the position, I respect the office, I respect this country, and I would never uh, degrade the office by speaking badly of my predecessor or my successor. Right. So... I'm I'm sure Trump's going to do the same thing. He's not going to come out and go, you know, Barry sucked, and I got to clean up Barry's mess. He's not he's not going to do that. Well, maybe. And I'm hoping that he has that class. Respect the office. Respect the position. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think it's a, that's that's. It's, a, I'm, it's, listen, I'm a Trump fan, Trump supporter, but that's a fifty fifty. I don't know, you know, I don't know if he's going to be able to keep his mouth shut. I I, I think you know? I think he he needs to listen. There's a bunch of we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the firsts. In inauguration history, okay? Trump will be the first elected president with no prior government or military experience. Okay. Not a requirement, but good. Right. Okay. Uh, the first inauguration did not happen in Washington, D.C. Was it like Philly or something? It was in New York City. Was it New York? It was oh. New York City. New York City was the capital for a uh, hot minute. Okay. Uh, so on the balcony, uh, Federal Hall, uh, which is now in the Wall Street area, uh, fitting. Yeah. Uh, so the 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 Bible that he used was used by four other presidents: uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, which is George the first, Jimmy Carter, Dwight Eisenhower, and Warren G. Harding. Oh, nice. President Washington actually had the shortest uh, inaugural address. On his second term. Let's get to work. 135 <laughs> words. It could really? fit in six tweets. Six tweets. By contrast, William Harry Harrison in 1841. That was my fault. Yeah, no, that's the dogs. That, uh, that may be my daughter coming home. No, I think I bounced the chair around. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they heard me fart. Uh, William, William Henry Harrison's on uh, in 1841 was the longest ever at 8,445 words. Wow. There ain't enough tweeting for that. Nope. Uh, let's see. The first photographed inauguration was in 1857. Uh, that was uh, James Buchanan. Mm-hmm. He's the f- only one to be elected uh, from uh, Pennsylvania. 
And the only one, the White House said, to remain a bachelor. He was a bachelor? Well, of course. I didn't say that he didn't have female company. Well, no. Just a bachelor. You get the White House all to yourself. Right. Uh, President Ronald Reagan, Reagan uh, took the oath on January 20th, 1981, and it was 55 degrees. That's warm. That was warm. Well, I heard Obama talking about it the other day about how it was so cold for his and it's going to be actually somewhat nice for, for Trump's. Reagan's second inauguration was uh, seven degrees with a wind chill of minus 20. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> uh, the, the largest inauguration was Barry's. 1.8 million people stood around to watch that. Mm-hmm. That's because nobody worked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Did yeah. I did I say that? I didn't hear anything. <laughs> the first time African Americans participated in the inaugural parade was during Lincoln's inauguration. Really? That's strange. Uh the first that, time inaugural That'd be the same inauguration that the Democrats were boycotting. Were boycotting. Okay, I so just, I just filled in the spaces with African Americans. Making sure we okay, making sure we're we're on the right page with that. Uh, the first time women were involved? Uh, was my birthday in 1917 with the swearing-in of Woodrow Wilson. Okay. Uh, the first time a woman your administered birthday. the oath. When's your birthday? March 5th. Oh, okay. Uh, the first time a woman administered the oath of office to a president, because usually it was Supreme Court justices. Yeah. Right? And they were men mm-hmm. up until Sandra Day O'Connor. So uh, that was U.S. District Judge Sarah Hughes became the first woman to give the presidential oath of office when she swore in uh, Vice President Lyndon B. Johnson following Kennedy's assassination. Yeah, that was on the plane, too, wasn't it? was it? on Air Force One. Yeah, I remember that. First well, inauguration. I, mean, I don't remember it like I was there. But yeah, well, no, yeah. You know what I'm saying. You old bastard. Yeah, that's right. First uh, inauguration to ever be televised was Harry Truman's, 1949. Huh. And uh, Bill Clinton's second inauguration was the first one ever broadcast on the internet. Was it really? Yeah. Huh. So those are a bunch of uh, firsts. Some other firsts, people are stressed as hell <laughs> over the inauguration, one side or the other. Just to uh, say it lightly. <laughs> 65% of Democrats say that uh, Trump's election has caused them uh, higher stress levels. Aww. 39% report a great deal of stress. Uh, by contrast, a mere 4% of Republican or Trump supporters uh, report extra stress. 4% and... 65%. Yeah, I don't need my safe space. I got my couch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I look forward to watching it. Uh, it's, it's you know, the numbers are, we can just, look at this I will numbers. tell you this, though. I, I have been, over the past, like, week or two, like, feeling a little more anxious. You know what I'm saying? Not well, because you're anticipating. So, you're, you're one little, of those people yeah. that think as soon as he uh, uh, swears it in, that there's going to be, like, the... the the hammer of Odin is going to be coming no, down. No, dude. Let's and making not, changes. No, and, no, 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 no. I know things. See, I'm a rational human being. I know things take time. Change takes time. I'm not expecting it right away. I'm more anxious because of the uh, the, the left, the radical left. All I want is a smooth transition. I seriously do. I don't want to turn on the TV every day and see riots. I don't want to see dumb people lighting themselves on fire thinking they're proving something. I, I don't, I don't see, want I don't to see get it. anxious about that. The only thing I was anxious about was that damn chinchilla. Yeah, did you get it? No, we wound up not getting the chinchilla. Oh, we did. found a home elsewhere. <laughs> really? Yeah. And it's not upstairs. No, it is not. <laughs> hmm. 
Got the call a couple of days later, and uh, no chinchilla. Yeah, of if course. you guys missed it last week, uh, Russ was on the verge of a nervous breakdown about, about uh, uh, adopting a chinchilla. Chinchilla. <laughs> I told you to just make a hat or a scarf yeah, or something. Yeah, <laughs> make a little stole. Yeah. Well, where'd it go? Somebody else took yeah, it? Yeah, somebody else took it. So yeah. It's not in my house, is it? I no, been home. no, 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 not in my right. house, no. Yeah, I don't need any of that crap. So, all these people skipping the inauguration. Wish we could have gone. Yeah. That would have been so much fun, dude. I will tell you, though, I do have something for you. Oh, yeah? What's that? I do have something for you, and it's something that you can frame and hold forever. Really? Yes. What is that? It is your Make America Great Again Welcome Celebration actual invitation. This is your general admission, standing room only, commemorative ticket. Aw. At the Lincoln Memorial. Uh, It would actually uh, happen... uh, I think uh, today. Okay. But uh, I went online and, and uh, got that. Actually, my uh, uh, you can go online. Anybody can go online and get them and send them to you in the email. <laughs> okay. But don't I, don't listen. Don't don't lessen the the sweet surprise well, here. <laughs> and, and I want to give that to you because it was so such a big sweet. deal. Look at that. I wish I could have gone. That's nice. I'm gonna. You know what? Would it be bad if I if I framed it and put it next to Connor's autograph to no. Trump? There you oh, go. That's nice. Thank you, dude. So, I figured that you know, that. if you couldn't be there for real, at least you have the piece of paper that says you could have gone. You know, I wish our fine mayor was down there this week. Our fine mayor of the city that we live in was down in Washington all, all week. He actually came back uh, today, which I'm like, why, why didn't you why stick didn't you around for chill, the party? Right? But he, you know, he went to all these different dinners and functions and stuff like that. Got his picture taken uh, with Ben Carson. Which I was like, that's fantastic, you know. If out of all of the all of the uh, people, you that respect ran, Ben Carson the most. I really do. Out of all the people that ran uh, uh, for, you know, for the presidency, uh, other than Trump, I mean, Ben Carson. I, I would literally love to sit down and pick that dude's brain and just talk to him. I have the absolute. He, he picks most, brains for a living. But um, bump didn't even think of that. I have such respect for the guy, though. I mean, he's not very well spoken. I guess you can say. You well, know, it, under pressure or whatever. But he is just such a smart, down-to-earth, cool dude. And and our mayor got his picture taken with him. I'm like, dude, that is so cool. Like, that, <laughs> that's cool. He got his, He took a picture of uh, Bernie Sanders uh, at, at one of the dinners and stuff. Um, yeah, he, he ended up putting a, a bunch of them up on Facebook. But it's like, I, I would love to sit down and talk with Ben Carson. That'd be cool as hell. I would like to, too. I mean, just to say, uh, hey, <laughs> thanks for trying. Yeah. Uh, way but, to go yeah uh, I just I'm I'm hopeful for what the future will bring I'm excited for what Donald Trump represents uh, I wish that everybody had the same kind of optimism as the memes all say on uh, Facebook yeah uh, you really don't want to root for the plane to go down that everybody's in no right? if America wins we all win right uh, that's what it boils down to and people are, people keep forgetting that but you know. uh, we want to hear what you think of the inauguration. Uh, if you listen to it, if you watch it, uh, let us know. And uh, how are they going to let us know? That's uh, dnrradio.net is the website. So you can get us uh, via email, uh, radiodnr at gmail.com. And, of course, as always, Facebook, Twitter feed, we're, we're there. Uh, we check that all the time. So And I will fix the Skype. Yeah, the Skype uh, should be up and I listen to it. Uh, I'm going to say you should be up and running. I have no idea. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it fixed. <laughs> no clue, brother. So the next time we talk, we will be 
under the regime Woo! of the 45th president of the United States, Fantastic. President Donald J. Trump. Number 45. 45's a lucky Fantastic. number. Fantastic. Hopefully, it'll be a good one for everybody. Fantastic. We know it'll be good for us. Yeah, well, I'm going to have, uh, yeah. Hopeful. Hopeful. Hope and change, Hope my and change, friend. brother. Hope and That's change. That's right. Uh, big thank you to graphics uh, done by Skunk Duck Designs. Once again, friends of the show, Modulex New England created the fantastic banner in our, our world-class studio. Top notch. Absolutely. For Dark Side, this is Russ. We will see you next week here on DNR Radio. Thanks for listening. Peace.